All right, I want to start first by saying that I hope you guys are holding up all right. Um, It's been a tough year so far, all right? I kind of made a joke with my husband that it was Kobe Bryant was guarding us from the gates of hell. And when he passed from our reality, um, all hell broke loose. So rest in peace, Kobe. Um, it's been a wild ride. I want to follow up by saying that you guys need to make sure you stay on top of your mental health through all of this. It's very important, very important that you stay on top of your mental health. Check in with your friends, check in with your family. Even if a person pops into your mind, they're popping into your mind for a reason. Text them, call them, just make sure that they're okay. And not just... It's not just what's happening right now. It's what has been happening. It's, and it's been a pile up, pile on rather. It's been an accumulation of um, just one thing after another thing after another thing. And because whatever it is that's controlling the construct right now has done a great job of causing us to become so consumed by our phones, whether it's social media or just text messages or group chats or whatever, our phones have become more and more prevalent in our daily lives, so much so that, you'll, especially now, like you sit in a room full of people and look around and we're all back sucked in and it's just one video after another video after another video or one meme after another meme after another meme. Um, talk to each other. I personally took the last two days off social media. and I don't even use social media like that. Like I noticed that when I did a scroll through through Instagram, um, I started feeling really down and, um, and I caught it and I exited out. That being said, I think in uh, yesterday's episode, episode before this episode, um, the one about all of this being a, a psyop, the psyop of uh, structural violence and kind of breaking things down, um, I, I was reading, the book is called The CIA as Organized Crime. And in that book, uh, it detailed all the atrocities that the U.S. government and the military and things like that have, um, organizations like that have done to people of color across the world. You know, we're talking about in Vietnam, talking about in the Middle East and Afghanistan and Syria and Libya. Um, and what they're doing now, I mean, they're just today bombing the Afghanistans again, or the Afghanis again, uh, just today, this Friday. Um, they're taking advantage of the chaos so that they can quietly kill other people of color. Um, that's not okay. And as I'm listening to this, it was like, you start to feel the immense pain that all people of color across the world that have been sort of afflicted by this level, this level of, of hate, of, of white supremacy, of people, dangerous, violent, negative, evil people, for lack of better words, it just, it, that's the only word that describes them, just who have no respect for another individual's life, simply because of one little thing, melanin, one little thing, and this organization has terrorized every every ethnic group around the world. And as I'm listening to this book, I just start 
crying. Like I just, just tears, just, it was just overwhelming. And I, I cried for like a good 40 minutes. Just, I mean, not like a, like a blubbering kind of crying, just like a heartbreak, like a just intense heartbreak. Um, not for my people, um, not just for my people, but for all people of color. And, and, you know, I kind of alluded to it in the previous episode, but, um, and I almost, it's always like an underlining theme in my episodes, which is this, we are all, we're all one. There's nothing wrong with saying that. It's not kumbaya-ish. It's not, we're all one, you know? And I think that the people who've been able to attack and get away with what they've gotten away with is because they've done an excellent job of dividing all of us. Okay. And, and it's not even just like a people of color thing. There are obviously European Americans and Europeans who aren't vicious, who aren't hateful, who do understand, who are kind and and would never tolerate a lot of the atrocities that their governments have imposed on people of color, whereas whether it's their military, through the might of the military, or through the might of their police force, or through the mind, the might of their intelligence agencies and things of that nature, you know, whether it's putting drugs in their neighborhood, whether it's programming people to look at them as less than, you know, because of their religion, because of their you know, ethnicity, because of where they come from, because of their gender, because of their sexuality. And they're able to get away doing that by keeping us fighting each other. Because if we're fighting each other, we never look up and realize that it's not us that's really hurting each other, right? It's there's something else that's pulling the strings. And you've been so programmed to think you're better than this person. Like, think about, you guys have listened to what people have said. We all have had this conversation this week. And granted, it's the conversation of the week that has been, you know, triggered by the the military, by the media. But it is one that we do need to have, you know. All things considered, it is important that we, we have this, these conversations that have been going on. But think about what, like, for example, um, I had my Mexican friends telling me about how their parents were saying, well, when, you know, Mexican people were kind of under the same kind of assault, more or less, um, we didn't riot. And then I have my um, Iraqi friend who's telling me that her mom is saying the same thing. Well, when we were being assaulted um, and bombed, we didn't riot. And the first reaction is to say, well, that's just white supremacy talking because what you're doing is you're comparing and saying, well, more or less, these people over here are behaving Ex, you know, in a exactly in the manner in which they're described to behave, they're behaving like quote unquote animals, and you're also indirectly saying that somehow culturally you're better than them. And thankfully, both my friends checked their family members and said that that's not okay. Here's the other thing that kind of gets lost in translation: there, you know, while you're busy saying that we didn't root or we didn't riot and we didn't loot, you know, 
besides failing to address the fact that there's some covert shit happening and there are organizations that are showing up dressed like protesters, um, impersonating protesters so that they can ramp up the chaos and destroy and cause violence to make the people who are trying to be peaceful look bad, right? So you're failing to address that, but the one thing that seems to get lost across the board is you guys are, all, all these cultures are failing to understand that you're being oppressed by the same person. I'll say that again. When a Mexican person says, well, when white people were putting our culture or putting our people and our children in cages, we didn't riot, right? And an Iranian saying, or I'm sorry, an Iraqi saying, well, when white people were bombing our countries, we didn't riot. Nobody's saying, nobody's addressing the fact that there's a common denominator here, which is each and every culture has been attacked by a, a body, right? You're all being victimized. You're all being victimized across the board by the same entity, right? The same psychopathic entity that made it okay. And, and before, I always have to say this because I don't want my white listeners to feel attacked because I understand like right now this week, um, particularly, it's probably been really difficult um, to see the pain that people of color are expressing and to understand that you have unknowingly sort of facilitated that and benefited from that. So I don't want, I don't want my white listeners or any white person who at their core are genuinely good people, which I believe most, most people across the board are genuinely good people. I honestly think that if you look at the protests, you'll see about 90% of the people there are genuinely good people. And then there's just like the 5% of people who are just trying to you know, five to 10%, I don't know what the exact exact stats are, but there's just a small percentage of people that are there to cause chaos, you know, and that's where all the attention goes. So speaking to white people, understand that just like what has happened with these protests, right? When it first started, people focused not on the 90% of the peaceful protesters who were showing up to speak out against an injustice, Right? People instead focused on the rioters and the looters and then made those rioters and looters representative of the rest of the protesters. Um, That's exactly the same thing that, quote unquote, um, white people is happening to them. So let's just say 80 to 90 percent of Europeans, both European Americans and, you know, Europeans across the entire world, no matter what country they reside in, Australia, South Africa, um, England, Canada, the United States, um, are good people with good hearts. But there is like 10% of that population of people across the world that are sociopathic, that are 
extreme racists that are white supremacists that that order bomb strikes on innocent people that are okay with going into people's countries and fucking desecrating their way of life, desecrating their livelihood, desecrating their culture, enslaving them. It's a small percentage of people, but that becomes the focus because they're the ones that are causing the most chaos. They're the ones that are causing the most trouble. And so you guys can't get defensive when people say white people because you as you have you as you have noticed it's been illustrated with the protests you guys were conditioned to focus it's human nature to focus on the worst of any group so the worst of white people are the ones that are pulling the strings ordering drone strikes on children in the middle east right going into people's countries and completely destabilizing them and then invading and then taking their resources. It's the worst of you. But unfortunately, because they look like you, because they dress like you, they've infiltrated your culture, they give the rest of you guys a bad rap. Exactly, exactly, exactly like you've seen happen with the protesters. So don't get... I can understand wanting to get defensive because you think that it's quote unquote like there there have been white people who have become very defensive and said, you know, you make it seem like it's my fault, like I should feel guilty for, you know, my skin. And to that I say, first of all, that's how people of color feel all the time. That they should feel somehow less than because of the pop color of their skin. You've only had to kind of feel that feeling for like three days, four days, and a weekend. But that's how a lot of people feel about who they are as individuals their whole life. It's not to make you feel bad. It's just so that you can have empathy. That's it. You're still the, you know, it's still your country. You guys are still the majority at this point. Um, So you do have the ability to change it. Get it? So you're not, quote unquote, under attack. Not in the way, (laughs) you know, feeling bad by people calling out the behaviors of a small percentage of your entire population, you know, I understand it, um, but it's not the same as people who have lost their homes, people who have become refugees, people who have been displaced from their con- from their continent, from their country, people who have lost their entire life savings, people who were doctors and lawyers and had to get upended, you know, from everything they knew and run just to save their lives. So perspective. So I want to address that when I, t- when I talk about white people. It's not comfortable t- to feel that way. I get it. But if you guys are genuinely trying to be, if you're open to change and to, to real equality. Because honestly, you guys don't lose when there is real equality. Think about any time in history where humanity has decided to work together and not against each other. It always ends up being for the greater good. It always ends up benefiting all of us. So imagine a world where we're all treated as equal and we all have equal opportunities. Humanity as a whole can't help but be better, which means that your children 
and your children's children, one, won't feel the feeling and the guilt that you feel now. They won't have to because they will know that their parents, their ancestors, did everything in their power to correct the wrongs of their ancestors. You, this generation, can do that, right? So that's speaking to you. Now I want to talk back to my people of color. Um, And when I say people of color, I mean melanated people across the world. Stop fighting each other. We're all black. Okay? So if you're African American, first of all, we're cousins. I'll say that right now. African Americans, you guys are just evil people. I'm Igbo from West Africa, Nigeria. You are my cousin. You are also, your ancestors were taken from my kingdom, Biafra. Yeah. And they were stolen from the slave coast that was West Africa and then brought to this country. So any of you guys go and do a DNA test, you're going to test the same. Your blood test is going to be exactly the same as mine, more or less, give or take you know, some mixing here or there, but majority of your DNA is going to match mine. So you're my cousin. You're cousins. We're cousins. We're Igbo. You're Igbo. Okay? So hear that. You know, they keep saying that you guys don't have a home. You guys don't know where you're from. That's a lie. That's a lie and that's bullshit. You're from Nigeria. You're from Ghana. Exactly where they said the slave coast is. You just type in slave coast Type in Slave Coast into Google, and that's where you are. Now, bear in mind that these countries, Ghana and uh, Nigeria and things like that, there were borders that were created by the Europeans, so they're, they're fake borders. Before that, before the borders were created to, to separate people, right, to cause disunity, um, they were all kind of together. You know, they moved freely. So you're my, you're my cousins, okay? Um, but African-Americans, Native Americans, the same thing happened to you guys that happened to us, okay? Invaders came into your country, took your land, killed your people, enslaved them. Unfortunately for the Native Americans, a lot of them could not endure the indentured slave uh, servitude slash slavery, just fancy word for saying slavery. Um, so a lot of them died from the disease and things like that. And then the rest of them were relegated to the uh, reservations. But you're black people. Okay? Um, same thing applies to the aboriginals. You guys are black people. Melanated people who, same thing happened to you. People came to your land, took everything that you had, took your land, took your home, took your culture, then relegated you to the worst parts of your own country. You're black people. The same thing applies to the Iraqis. Same thing applies to the Iranians. The same thing applies to the Mexicans. All of this shit was yours. California, Texas. And then came invaders with sickness and disease. Made people war against each other, subjugated them, relegated them to what we see now. And a lot of what's happening right now in Mexico, 
is a result of systemic oppression. You're black people. Um, same thing happens with to the Indians, you know, the British and what they did. I could go on. You just have to open up a history book and literally any history book you read is just a story of Europeans going into other people's countries and taking stuff. It's there. It's why I'm not... It, I'm, it's there, okay? So before you turn around and you point your finger at a person and say, I'm better than an African-American, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. I left out my, uh, my Asians. <laughs> yeah, you guys aren't white. You're black, okay? So look at Vietnam War. Look at what happened to the Philippines. Look at what happened to Guam. Look at what happened to Japan, Hiroshima and Nagasaki, the same thing. Um, when you look across the board at what we have in common and what separates us, you'll start to find that what is quote-unquote, what we're called, which is quote-unquote minorities, um, we're actually not minor. Um, especially once you stop taking upon yourself those bullshit labels and accepting the label of a minority which by the way google the definition of minor m-i-n-o-r it's right there it, it literally the definition of a minor is something that is inferior in importance size or degree comparatively unimportant lesser not the lesser of the two, a minor share, means small, means inferior. So when you are called a minority, first of all, it's a lie. Because if you take all the melanated people, both in North America and uh, around the entire world, um, there's nothing minor about them. They're actually the majority um, of, of people on this continent. So that's the first sort of deception. Um, it's a type of hypno hypnosis. Um, so there's that. And then um, you look to see what do you have in common? Because you, you can sit and say, well, we're not them. And I don't know. This is probably going to fall on deaf ears. I, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, fully conscious that some people might listen to this and not get it. But that's okay because I'm talking to the people who are able to hear what I'm saying. The only way we stop this is if we unite. I'll say this again. The only way we stop this is if, you, if we unite. And not unite against anybody. That's just doing to others what was done to you. That's not okay. That, that comes with its own sense. It comes with its own sen- you know, set of uh, karma. You don't want that. But just uniting and say, you know what? We're not going to tolerate this. I'm not going to tolerate my brother, my sister getting treated like this. So once again, once again, not excluding white people. All I'm saying, actually, I should say, when I look to see, you know, what's, who was out there protesting, I see a very diverse crowd. And like I said, 
you know, 90% of you guys are good hearts. And even when you engage in behavior that can be construed as racist, that is racist, a lot of the time it's something that's born more out of ignorance and a misunderstanding, um, as well as your programming that was done to you and a system of beliefs that you have, you know, adopted and has been ingrained in your culture, um, the system of beliefs in white supremacy. Um, and I get that. So um, deal with that, right? Work on that. Um, and not just towards, you know, black people or African-American people, but just across the board, all people of color, you know. And more importantly, check the 10% of the people that make you, the remaining 90% of the people, of white people, look bad, right? Address that. Like, for example, I think about all these instances that we've seen, you know, like, whether it's, um, you know, the young lady trying to sell bottled water and that lady called uh, the cops on her or the Central Park Karen who was clearly trying to weaponize her, pr- her privilege and use this, the power of the state to shut down somebody, shut down a man, an African-American man for daring to check her, right? Um if you are a white person and you're in a central park, which is a very, you know, largely populated, uh, place, and you see something like that happen, check people like that, right? Step in and say, that's not okay. Don't just let him, you know, don't let something like that happen. I think it was Martin Luther King that said, if you see evil happening and do nothing about it, you are just as guilty as a person per- perpetrating the evil so check each other right um so yeah that's just a, a very quick psa just to say one stay on top of your mental health um i guess i said all that to say this um stay on top of your mental health especially going into the weekend um there's you know, if you feel like you got to get on top of the news just to see what's going on, do that, but set a limit. Don't let yourself get sucked in. Don't let it consume your day because this stuff does start to affect your health, not just your mental health. It starts with your mental health, but then it starts to drain you and you start to feel lethargic and you start to feel tired and not energetic. And then, you know, it slips into like a physical pain, right? So back pain, um, neck pain, just feeling weighed down, right? And then, of course, it can manifest itself into uh, disease. And, and um, so really be mindful of that. Um, you are doing the best that you, that you can, you know? I, I know that you guys all are. If, if you're protesting, if you're writing the state, if you are um, talking to people, your loved ones, if you are donating money to, you know, the child of George George Floyd, please look into all of these things. And if you have made it, if you've become determined to make it so that the world that you live in is going to be a better world, not just for your children, but for all children, and that the future that you leave for your kids are gonna, is going to be a future where everyone is treated as equal, you're doing the best that you can. We know there's a problem now. We've seen it. Well, I should say, you know that there's a problem now. You're a white person. Um, You're seeing it. Um, But there's some stuff that we're 
starting to see too as people of color like the things that I just pointed out to you 34 years I went without stopping to think like wait wait that's not cool you know what's happening to people in Afghanistan because I got conditioned to think that okay well they're terrorists and as I got older I started to realize no they're not terrorists they're defending their home. It's their home. Somebody came into their home and started attacking them. And they're defending themselves. And they're called terrorists. That's not cool. You know? And when I, you know, as I got older, to, to see, you know, a Mexican-American person or a Mexican person kind of feeling like less than. I, can, I could resonate with that and say, that's not cool. You're a human being. Put your head up. You know? If I can do that. So can anybody who's listening to this right now. So let's do that. You know, it's, it's the simplest thing in life. Is you, you sit and you watch animals, you watch birds, and, and they don't, you know, you have birds of all these different feathers. And, like, pigeons, even. They don't fight each other. They just, they just I think, <laughs> recognize that they're all pigeons. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with human beings where... Like, literally, one stupid thing, the melanin content on your skin is enough to cause this much pain to turn this beautiful paradise into fucking hell over skin color and programming and psychological warfare. If we have the power to make this world a type of hell, we have the power to make this world a type of heaven. It's a dual reality. Anything is is probable. Everything is probable. Unite. It's really that simple. Unite. Start watching each other's backs. Start looking out for each other. You know? Be the person. And I'm not talking just black people. Look out for Mexicans. Mexicans, look out for Middle Easterners. Middle Easterners, look out for Asians. Asians, look out for black people. Like... Just look out for people. In fact, like, get to the point where you're not even looking at the person's skin color anymore and just be like, that's a fucking human being. That treatment is not okay. We are all being, we're all being subjugated by the same fucking psychopaths. And white people, you guys need to understand that the people who are pulling the strings that are doing all this, that are pushing this agenda, that programmed you, the people who programmed you, who instilled in your mindset the system that has blinded you, that has hypnotized you into behaving in the way that you have in the past, don't feel guilty, feel angry, and then use that anger constructively to destruct the mindset, the paradigm that holds your brain together, that had made you live this way, and that now your eyes are open and you can see, oh shit, like I've been fucking hypnotized. The people who hypnotized you to think this way, they needed you to see things this way so that you could protect them while they continued to fucking rape, pillage, and destroy. They, they hypnotized you not to see Right, So that they can then hide behind your blindness and kill and steal and destroy. They walk in your skin, but they're not like you. So while we're all looking at different things, while we're all looking at, you know, okay, well, you're this labeling, you're this labeling, you're this label. There's one label that they fall under, and that's 
they're just looking out for their fucking selves. They don't care about you. They don't care about, you know, white, black. They don't, they don't care that they are white. They don't care that they're American. They just care about power. And as I've been reading news, I'm seeing more and more articles coming out saying that the greatest beneficiaries of both the lockdown and I'm sure what's happening now with these protests are going to be companies, are going to be corporations, are going to be the billionaires. The rich keep getting rich. I should say the rich keep getting richer. The billionaires keep getting billions. I think they said Jeff Bezos made $400 billion. Do you know how much $1 billion is? I, I, I alluded to that before in the previous episode. Google that shit. One, just $1 billion. $400 billion fucking dollars. You can't spend that. And they're just sitting on that. While the rest of us are, you know, they're looking at us and, and, and people who are running into stores and stealing stupid shit, right? And that's not okay. I'm not condoning that behavior. I'm not. But I'm saying looting $500 worth of stuff or $2,000 worth of stuff versus looting billions of dollars puts things into perspective. These people don't give a fuck about their skin color. This is a class thing. It's the haves versus the have-nots. And the majority of us, the majority of us are minorities to them. Because they have the majority of the money. So while we're over here fighting each other over dumb shit, even though we're all in the same fucking class, right? I know there's no billionaire listening to me talking right now. I know there's no billionaire listening to me talking right now. We're all in this together. We all got locked down. They didn't get locked down. If they did, they got locked down in their mega fucking mansions. And their private jets still allowed them to go wherever the fuck they wanted to go to. They're not living like the rest of us. And so we're fighting each other. Even though we have more in common. My Iraqi friend has an Asian roommate and they both are worried about how they're going to pay their rent because one of them is on leave and the other one has had his hours cut and the Asian roommate is over there talking to her defending the state hello defending the system hello we're all in this together we really, really do need to open our eyes. Some people have joked and said that the, this is the apocalypse. Google the etymology of the word apocalypse so you can understand what that word means. Apocalypse didn't initially mean it was the end of the world. It was a revelation. It, it meant to reveal. So you could start to see things for what they actually were. So if this is the apocalypse, then yeah, we're becoming to see, to be aware. It's an awakening. It's a consciousness to be cognizant of what has happened throughout history, throughout modern history, throughout our history as human beings. See it. Become aware. This is the awakening. Now that you can see, do something about it. 